Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You want to do like welcome to crime shots oh <laughs> okay you do that oh okay uh welcome to crime shots i'm brie and i'm nikki <laughs> <laughs> and this is nikki's episode take it away nikki <laughs> so brie today i'm going to tell you about well i'm going to focus on one person however this is going to be about a serial killer in Texas. So this links back to Texas, but the story that I'm talking about in the beginning is out of Kentucky. But it all links back to Texas. And there are a lot, I would think there's a lot of people who have not heard this story, or if they have, they haven't had, hadn't, they haven't gotten a whole lot of detail because it happened in the late 90s. So, the, the older late generation. 90s? The late 90s. So, the older generation is going to be familiar with it, I'm sure, um, if they're in Texas. But some of the younger listeners our age and younger are probably not going to be that familiar with it. So, we are going to start in Kentucky in 1997. Uh, Holly Dunn and Chris Mayer are going to the they're attending the university of kentucky chris is 21 holly is 20. school had just started um it's it's august of 1997 and they go to a party off of campus as uh, most college kids do all the time but so they're at this party and so holly and chris have been friends for a while but just recently maybe three months before this they started dating they decided you know what we've been friends for a long time but i have feelings for you so let's try this out mm-hmm. so they had been dating for about three months before this took place so they go to this party off campus of the university of kentucky and they are not ha- i mean they're having fun at the party but they like yeah let's you know walk down the road uh let's grab some beer and walk down the road Mm -hmm. so they leave chris grabs his backpack he puts some beer in the backpack and they go walking along the railroad tracks down from the party they sit by the railroad tracks you know it's night 
you know, they're dating, they have some beers, and then they decide, okay, let's go back to the party. Uh, it's getting late. Oh, that's so they, they get just up. go down there and have beers and go back to the party? Well, we don't know. <laughs> we, we, we don't know what happens. But and maybe, maybe it was. I mean, we don't know. So they start heading back to the party. When, on their way back, a man jumps out from behind the electrical box next to the railroad track and he asks them for money question ask okay so when you say the electrical box by the railroad tracks you're talking about like the ones we see everywhere yes like usually right by the crossings yes okay now i don't know if this was i don't know if this was by a crossing or not but but i'm saying that's usually where we see them right yes it's right by the railroad tracks okay and it's a big like metal box looking kind of like a porter potty looking thing porter porter potty you know what i mean sorry yeah your son always corrects me when i say porter potty so yeah okay (laughs) well uh so yeah it's an electrical box so this this man um comes out from behind the electrical box and basically is demanding money so holly and chris are like we're broke college students (laughs) Like, here, take what we do have. I mean, we don't have any. Here's a credit. Here's our credit cards. Here's our, you know, whatever we've got. And he was not satisfied with that. He told Chris to get on the ground. He went through his backpack. And then he takes Chris, or he, you know, he tells Holly and Chris to lay down. He proceeds to tie Chris up with the backpack, with the strings on his backpack. He ties Chris up, and then he takes Holly's belt off and ties her up with her belt. At this point, it's like, okay, what's going on? Like, we offered him all of our money. Like, I, like, what is he? What does he want? So he is walking back and forth. So Holly and Chris are kind of to the side of the railroad tracks, and this man is walking between them and the track, like he's looking for something or waiting for someone. It, it seems when he comes back he's carrying a huge rock mm-hmm. and in some of the research that i've done it says that the rock is like 50 pounds so it's like it, it, it's a big rock it's a, yeah it's a boulder yeah so he comes over to chris and he drops the rock on his head <gasps> obviously a 50 pound rock dropped on your head is done. gonna crush your skull i mean it's gonna be bad yeah so Polly hears. I mean, she sees this. She's right next to Chris. This is, you know, her her boyfriend and and friend. Right. And she doesn't know. She's panicking, and she hears noises coming from Chris. Oh, so she asks the man to turn his head to the side so that he doesn't choke on his own blood. Aww. And he does. Aww. He goes over to Chris and he turns his head. He comes back to Holly and tells her, don't worry about him. He's gone. Don't worry about it. So he then proceeds to sexually assault Holly. Oh, no. And then when he's done, she asks him, because in her mind, she's thinking, I don't want to be found naked. Mm-hmm. That, that that was her thought. You know, I'm gonna my body. I'm fixing to die. My body's gonna be found naked. And right. So she asked him to put her pants back on, and he did. Mm-hmm. He put her pants back on, and so then he grabs um, a board or something and beats her oh my with God. it. So it breaks her jaw, um, her eye socket. 
it gashes. I mean, she's bleeding everywhere. And she rolls over. I mean, he, he continues to beat her to death, essentially. Wow. And then leaves. Oh, my God. We don't know how much time passes, but Holly wakes up. <gasps> she gets up. She's able to get up and go over to the nearest house that she sees, which is about 200 yards. And she doesn't knock. She does, she walks in, and it's like, you know, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. She just walks in the house. Right, yeah. And there's another college student that is actually up studying. She just collapses on the couch. So, obviously, I mean, he calls 911. She's telling him, my friend's still out there. My friend's still out there. She passes out, or she doesn't remember... But she, she does remember waking up in the hospital and she remembers her, she had, she had so much blood in her hair that her dad thought that she had dyed her hair red. Oh um, so she survives and she asks her dad, Chris is dead, isn't he? And he says, yes. Oh. So this, she tells the police everything she knows. She said that when he was holding them and tying them up and everything that he was doing she was taking notes she was saying he's wearing glasses he's got a tattoo he's got uh you know he's about this tall he she was she was taking notes because she thought if i get out of this she said i want to get him yeah it reminds me of that movie um taken when the girl yes. got her father on the phone and she's yeah. like screaming descriptions yeah Yes, that's awful, by the way. So, so yes, so the police are looking for him. They don't really have a whole lot to go on other than what he looks like because he wasn't driving a car. He, mm -hmm. She doesn't know which way he went. She doesn't know where he came from. They're looking for him. It is 14 months later. Oh, my gosh. The agony there of waiting. I know. I know. She had to be terrified, too. Yeah. 14 months later, there is a crime scene in Houston, Texas. And this crime scene is at the house of Claudia Benton. She's a 39-year-old uh, woman, and she was beaten to death with a two-foot bronze statue. Um, what? Yes. <laughs> Who has a two-foot bronze statue? Of what? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> it was found. It was it was hers. So the two foot bronze statue was hers. Yeah, but whoa. so so not getting whoever, statues in my house. <laughs> whoever did it, you know, came up on the house, took the statue, and beat her with it, and then also sexually assaulted her. Oh no! And this happened in December of 1998, mm -hmm. and it was right before Christmas. They're starting to put. And I'm not sure exactly what had them link these two together other than they were next. They were both by railroad tracks. And this is not the... So there was another So there was another murder before Claudia. Now, they didn't start putting this together until Claudia's murder. But before that, there was another woman. It was Her name was Leafy Mason. She was in Hughes Springs, Texas. And she was an 87-year-old woman, and she was killed in her home. And I've heard, I've seen a couple things in the research I've done. One, sometimes it says it was with a tire iron, and sometimes it says it was with an antique iron. So I don't know if this woman had an antique, you know, iron on a table. And what's a you know the, an antique 
Oh, so like like a like a like a like an old iron. Yeah, that you made like out of iron, use. right? I mean, yeah. Like I said, it, one is a tire iron I've heard, and then the other is an antique iron. That more I've heard, I've seen more articles that say it's an antique iron. So well, those are two completely uh, different types of weapons. Oh no, I completely agree. I, I know. So she also lives close to railroad tracks. So they're starting to put two and two together and they think they're looking for the same guy. In a I mean, so this you know is what several, that means. right? <laughs> what does it mean? That means there's possibly a serial killer. He's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And he so they did get fingerprints on <laughs> uh at some of the, the crime scenes. And looked him up, and this guy is from Mexico, what? and mm-hmm, his—he's known but for. But the first survivor was from where? Well, I don't know. If, well, the only survivor oh. is Holly Dunn out of Lexington, Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. From August 1997, oh. but they believe he started this long before that. But oh. this is just what we know. Yeah. So when they they looked him up. And they get all the information they can. They have that he has thirty aliases. I mean, there's there's a lot. But what they call him is for. I mean, one of his aliases that he goes by most often, and what he is known by most people today is Angel Resendez. Never heard of him. Mm-hmm. Angel Resendez. And then, of course, over time and after all of this has taken place, and they're looking for him, they call him. The railroad killer. <gasps> oh. Because his thing is to hop on railroad uh, railroad cars and just go with the railroad car until it stops. And when it stops, he gets out and goes to the nearest house and kills somebody and then gets back on the car or steals their car uh, and goes somewhere else. But That's he, actually so, super terrifying to me. It's and, terrifying uh, to me. I, we live... Right by railroad tracks. Well, we grew up right by railroad tracks. Yes. I mean, I know. Growing up, we were always right by railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. So that's and terrifying. I asked, mom, I asked mom about this, and mom was like, "Oh yeah, no, I I, I remember that." And <gasps> she was like, "Cause you know, dad traveled when yeah. we were little, and he would call and he would say, okay, make sure all the doors are locked, make sure everything.'" Oh and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And, and of course, we, we were knew. young. I mean, we didn't know. We didn't know anything. So, yeah. Okay. So, he murders Leafy Mason, 87-year-old in Hugh Springs, Texas. Hugh Springs is a population of about 2,500, and it's oh. about 30 miles west of Arkansas. So, oh, so very small, uh, very north. Yes. Okay. So, then there is also uh, a crime scene and murder that happens in May of 1999 in Weimer, Texas. Weimer, Weimer Texas is between Houston and San Antonio. And the population there... so familiar to me? I feel like I've been there to Weimer. I don't know. I haven't. I've never been there. The, the population is about 2100 and so it's a small town. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. 
involved it in the world on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And everybody knows everybody, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure Hugh Springs was the same way. So, of course, the community of Weimar is like, what? So, so, okay, Sunday morning, church, okay? Congregation is there waiting for the sermon to start. Preacher never shows up. (gasps) So, some of the congregation go to his house, which is behind the church, and find him and his wife and they have been killed in their house with a sledgehammer what it's right next to the railroad tracks of course it is Mm -hmm. so that is skip and karen cernick 46 years old and 47 years old and this is in weimer texas i mean I can't even imagine being in such a small town like that and having the pastor and his wife murdered with a sledgehammer. Coming from small towns, I mean, we know firsthand how close the congregation gets to the the preacher and his wife. I'm sure it was devastating. Yeah. So, to go further into that, right, in Houston, Texas, in June, a month later, June 1999, Nomi Dominguez is found murdered in her house, and she is a 26-year-old school teacher, and she was killed with a pickaxe. Oh my gosh, there's like no pattern other than the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. There's no specific age or, like, specific murder weapon. It's just kind of whatever's lying around. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. crazy. The same day that... So, he kills Nomi Dominguez. And the same day, he goes back to Weimar, Texas. <gasps> and murders 73-year-old Josephine Convica. For what? What did she do? Kills her with the same pickaxe. <gasps> so he took the murder weapon with him and killed someone else. Yes. <gasps> oh my god. This is so. This guy has obviously the Texas Rangers have gotten involved. Mm-hmm. It's spreading across Texas. It's gone to Kentucky. Um, there is another murder that's linked to it in Illinois, mm-hmm. and it's a father and daughter. Um, oh my god, father and daughter. It is. It, it's just, it's bad. And obviously they're wanting them to get, they want to get him off the streets. Mm-hmm. So they do post him under FBI's 10 Most Wanted. So he does get posted on that. So it gets national recognition. recognition. So everybody sees his face. Everybody knows who he is. Everybody's looking for him. Yeah, the problem are. that they're having is he doesn't have a residence. He did, he's from Mexico. He doesn't have a residence. He... he travels by railroad car. But so is he, is he don't know illegal where to find him. or is he? He was not here legally. He oh. was deported several times over the years, but he just comes back. 
Yeah, and if he's here illegally, then they don't have documentation to right. trace him back to anywhere. And, I mean, they he's been arrested and served time over the years in in the United States. Oh, wow. Um, when he gets out, they deport him and take him back to Mexico, but he finds his way back. He, they post him, so everybody knows who he, who he is and who they're looking for him. Mm-hmm. They do find a sister of his that's living in New Mexico. They go and talk to her, and they convince her that she needs to talk to him and have him turn himself in. He eventually turns himself in, and he walks over <gasps> the the border in El Paso and turns himself in. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Just like that. So, that, so obviously, they arrest him. He is put in jail. They take him to court. He so we know of at least fourteen murders, at least. Oh my goodness! I mean, it, it's believed to be way, way more than that. But yeah. we know of at least fourteen that he's directly linked to. Seven of those are in Texas, two in Florida, two in Illinois, one in California, one in Kentucky, and one in Georgia. Oh my goodness! So they try him in Texas, yeah, the great state of Texas. Yeah, it's the best place to do <laughs> it. They're not letting people go. Mm-hmm. And he's found guilty. And they try him for only for the murder of Claudia Benton. Because it's my understanding in the research I did that the prosecutor didn't want to risk not getting him by mm-hmm. including everybody. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to work on Claudia Benton first. Right. So his defense team claimed he was innocent, not guilty by reason of insanity. Oh, wow. He said, so once he's arrested and they start asking him questions and everything, he says that he was, that he was an angel and that God told him to do it, to, to kill the bad people. Oh, my right? God. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And he also said, quote, he would enter suspended animation for three days before appearing in a new body in the Middle East to battle Israel's enemies, unquote. Um, so, on one hand, so okay. Well, yeah. Of so course, the defense, why, <laughs> the defense team is trying to say he has problems. He's got mental problems. They're trying to get him off on that. The prosecution says no. There are certain things that they can prove he was in his right mind. One is when he left one of the victims' homes, he closed the garage. So they, the way that they're saying it is he was concerned and wanted to extend the time of that person being found, right? Right. And then one of the cars that he stole and went to kill someone else, he unwired the dome light in the car so that when he opened the door, the light didn't come on. So they're proving... Wow. They're, they're saying, you know, no, he's in his right mind. He's covering his tracks. He's, you know, traveling by railroad car. And so, anyway, he he is found guilty. Yeah. And he yeah. is sentenced to death. Yeah. He is executed in Huntsville, Texas <gasps> on June 27, yes. 2006 by lethal injection. Did you know that you can actually look up on the Texas Department of Criminal Justice website Mm -hmm. and you can look up all of the people that have been executed in the state of Texas Mm -hmm. and And see what their last meal was and you can, can, yeah. So he declined a last meal. 
Uh, I did not go to the website to look that up, but that was in some of the research that I did. So he did decline a last meal, and he said um, he did make a statement right before because you know they ask. Yeah, would you like to make it? Yeah, like you want to make um, a statement. He said so. So yes, he declined a last meal, and when asked right before he was executed if he wanted to say anything, he said, "Quote." I want to ask if it is in your heart to forgive me. You don't have to. I know I allowed the devil to rule my life. I just ask you to forgive me and ask the Lord to forgive me for allowing the devil to deceive me. Unquote. For allowing the devil to deceive me? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. So, what, so someone that was there, so a, a lot of the family members went to the execution. Mm-hmm. And there was which is common oh yeah no absolutely uh when he was waiting for the lethal injection there was someone there that said that his feet were trembling beneath the sheet and Mm -hmm. that gave them a sense of satisfaction wow yeah i mean that is scary i mean that's scary because you know you can't find this guy he doesn't have a residence you know he's a nomad he he just goes wherever yeah and i also read where he was stealing stuff so he would kill these people sexually assault the women most of the time there were also reports they think they can't prove this but they think that he sexually assaulted them before and after <gasps> death and he stuck around in the house and went through everything Anything he could find. He got jewelry and anything he thought was of value. He sent it to his wife in Mexico. When Did he tell his wife about his sexual ethics? No. His wife, his wife said she thought she, that, you know, he was doing jobs in the States and was sending her, you know, gifts. Oh, my God. So, so yeah. I, and I feel so bad. Holly, so Holly Dunn, whenever I first started talking about this whole thing in Lexington, Kentucky, mm-hmm. what happened with her and Chris, she has gone on and has said, she's done lots of interviews and things over the years, but she has said that she looks at it, she doesn't look at herself as a victim, she looks at herself as a survivor, and yes. that's how she's living life. Yes. And she co-founded Holly's House. Uh-huh. And Holly's House is for child and adult victims. So the mission is to empower victims and intimate crime and abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she co-founded that, and she recently wrote a book. She's the only survivor. She mm-hmm. she's the only one that he didn't kill. I mean, he left her for dead. Thought she was dead. Yeah. Uh, but she wasn't. And so what's really did bad, she go to she, his execution? I don't think she was at his execution, mm-hmm. but she did have to go to his trial. Right. So she had to face him for the first time, which she said was just awful. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can imagine. But she had satisfaction knowing that he looked at her and knew that he did not break her. Yeah. This is scary. I mean, this is scary. Yeah. Getting on any, you know, it's just like, oh, is the train going to stop in front of my house and, you know, some man's going to come out and murder me? I got to get a new, I got to get a security system. (laughs) Yeah, well, me and you talked about you getting a security system a long time ago, but for other reasons. I'm getting one. I mean. It's ordered, so. (laughs) I'll get it. So, yeah, so that, so that is about, so this episode, you know, the serial killer, Angel Resendez. The railroad killer. The railroad killer. Oh my god. That's crazy. 
Ugh. I can't And to imagine. think this was all happening when we were kids and we didn't even know. Yeah. Well, mom's not going to tell us. <laughs> like I mean, right I would have okay, If it happened right now, I wouldn't be like, son. They're, <laughs> you know? So. Yeah, but you yeah. know how they say kids are like super perceptive about things that are going on? Well, we always. We were not did, at we, all. We just, no. No. We were like, can we turn the news off to watch MTV? <laughs> My favorite music video <laughs> could be coming <laughs> on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, man, I can't get over, not only did he kill these people, but killed them with stuff. It's just like, I'm just going to run up on this house and find whatever I can and kill them with it. Right, yeah. I just can't well, I dare even to run in my house because I have a baseball bat. Oh, it hit him back. A baseball bat? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. The person that breaks into my house is getting shot dead. Well, so, yeah. So, okay. We have that. But if someone were to startle me in the middle of the night, I don't want to, like, try to run around to get it from the safe or from out from under the bed or whatever. I can just reach over and grab my baseball bat and start swinging. There, no. There are several times, several times, where I hear a noise, I grab the gun, and I search the whole house. I do it. (laughs) I yeah, but you have time. animals. Not really. That make noises out of your house. I have cows. But I'm saying, like, you have animals that make noises, like, out in your pasture and stuff. Oh, you're talking about, like, coyotes? Yeah, and, coyotes like, or, like, armadillos. Yeah, I mean, no, and that's totally true. And obviously, I've never found anybody. I haven't right. killed anybody. So, <laughs> nobody, you know, I mean, I live, that I know like, I, I, I'm, like, right in the middle of town, which, this is also Texas, and it doesn't stop the possums from trying to attack my dogs, but whatever. <laughs> Well, well, I definitely don't live in the uh, big city, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that, you know, this was good. It was a serial killer. Hopefully Man, we can do case. It's crazy. Killer. I know. Crazy. I never knew about that. And, that, that. and there's a survivor. You know how yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever heard of a survivor from a serial killer. Ever. Wasn't there one with... Well, no, we're not going to talk about that because we're probably talking about it in another case. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be talking about it in another episode. Not that I can think of right now. (laughs) Yeah. There aren't any. And so that's crazy. Good good for her. Yeah, good for her. Good for her for surviving and fighting. And good for Texas that he can no longer hurt anybody again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He's gone. He gone. Mm -hmm. Great episode. Episode down. Serial killer. We need to stop saying episode down. I think Mm -hmm. we say that every time. That's okay. I mean, you say here we go every time. <laughs> I, I do. I do say here we go every time, but I've explained to you why. <laughs> that's That means goodbye, right? Because uh, our dad, that is when what we were little, dad, says. dad, when we were little, always, daddy would be on the phone, and then when he'd get off, he would say, here we go, and he would hang up. And I, always, I was like, daddy, why do you do that? <laughs> it's not like goodbye. You say bye, or, you know, just hang up, but you say, here we go. And he's like, I don't know. And it never so, even occurred to me until you I, said something. And now I do that. Yeah, <laughs> so you do. I got it from Daddy. And so now when I'm done with something, it's just like, okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Before we go, you can like us on Facebook. Yes, we have a Crime Shots Facebook page. So go and like that, follow that, become our friend. Moving up in the world, huh? Yeah, so one would say that. We're also on Instagram. All for the gram. Uh, here we go. On to the next. <laughs>